For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well, still going without the beard, huh? No beard. How long is this gonna last? Is it uh, is it upsetting you? Do I need to? uh, Well, you know, do I need to adjust to it yet? (laughs) I don't know. Take a little time. Uh, There's been a few complaints from uh, from Sarkasim from Sarah. Complaints. I thought she was the one that uh, laid down the order. No. Well, she she uh, she gave me the okay, I guess, to share. <laughs> That's right. She had right. to give you permission. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it uh, the the rough um, stubble doesn't uh, agree with her. Mm. My so. wife complains about it too because I never shave. Yeah. Like I hate going clean shaven. Yeah makes me look too young, baby-faced, and I'm just lazy. I hate doing it. So I just get the electric razor, buzz it down to the lowest setting. So I always got that 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah. And then I just uh, neaten up the neckline so I can look presentable at work. Yeah. That's, but, yeah. that's pretty much what I, I think I'm going to have to do if I'm going to keep yeah, it like this. Tell her to deal with it. Or tell her to deal with it. Yeah, and then yeah. then I get, uh, get no... Uh, get comfy on the couch. I get no satisfaction. <laughs> As Mick Jagger once said, uh, I, "I think you're entitled to some scruff. Makes you look like a man." Oh, I've I've never looked like a man before, so this is good. <laughs> this is a step in the right direction. All right. Well, welcome everyone. I guess to episode ninety-one. Uh, what do we got to talk about? A lot of no, stuff. Oh, I got stuff. Yeah, you. Uh, you hogged all the last episode. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna sit back. All my notes are just little, you know, plugs for things. I saw your notes. There's not much there. No, it's just they're all just little plugs for things. That's all. Hey, Star Trek talk though. Yeah, there is. Yeah, well, we will. I don't know how much we have to say, but we'll talk yeah, about some Star bit. Trek. Well, I'll uh, I'll start then. I I had another big day today. Did you? Three Fridays in a row, I have been out. My family and I have been doing uh, fun fun Fridays yeah. for the past uh, three weeks. Uh, first, we went to the theme park. Then uh, we went to the Dinosaur Museum last week. Today right. was beach day. Beach day. Went out to the beach. Yeah, drove out. It takes two hours to get there. Hopped in the car, drove out. Fun day at the beach. The best part is, uh, on the way to the beach, about a half an hour from here, there's this uh, burger restaurant. It's really good. It's just this small, local place. Make really nice burgers. It's all done in a, an American style. Yeah. Uh, and and the whole place is decorated like U.S. stuff. It's got like pop culture things all over the place. Uh, you know, like Levi jeans and that little Buddy Lee doll and. Uh, you know, there's stuff from like Burger King and, and you know, little knickknacks all over the place. Just an Americana. Yeah. So we were driving kind of close to there and I thought, oh, it'd be great to, you know, finish up at the beach and then go get a burger at this place. That would be awesome. But, you know, 
at this point in the journey, we're an hour and a half from the beach. So if we get all the way out there, splashing around in the hot sun for a while, it's going to take forever to get back to this burger place. There's no way we can wait that long. So we continue down, and about an hour and 15 minutes into the drive, we hit this little um, rest stop, little marina, where you can just go use the toilet, little shops and stuff. Pull in there, hit the toilets, look around, and then we notice behind the marina, there's a sign for a burger restaurant, and it's got the same name as the other one. It's called Reef, R-E-E-F. So we're looking at it, and... um, like the lettering, everything is the same. It's like, wow, did did they move? What happened? But the the place is closed because it's a little too early in the day. Mm. So we're like, oh man, this is perfect. We'll hit this on the way back because it's a lot closer. So we go to the beach, do all our fun stuff, hit the restaurant on the way back, and sure enough, they opened up a second location. So it was like, uh, I got my wish. All you right, know, they they moved the restaurant to a place more convenient for me. Yeah. It's amazing. Big Love chain. when that stuff happens. Right on. So I got a nice big burger. I got a. Um, he's got these burgers with um, with uh, smoked bacon. So it's a it's a big, well made burger, mm-hmm. and then there's just this thick slab of greasy bacon that that mm. doesn't fit on the bun. It just hangs <laughs> over it like a hot dog, you know, on yeah. on a burger bun. But it's just dripping grease and everything. It's got this really great smoky taste. It's wonderful. Great stuff. He's got the, um, you know, the Heinz ketchup and mustard dispensers where you you push the pump down to, yep. to fill up your little tray, which is not common around here. Um, for some reason, he had a Taco Bell sign hanging inside the restaurant. <laughs> um, and this actually was the third burger I've had in the past week. This has been an amazing summer so far. I thought the Japanese were big on um, burgers and stuff, though. Like, isn't McDonald's pretty huge over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't care for McDonald's. I like the yeah. uh, higher quality stuff. They, there is a nice uh, chain here called Freshness Burger, yeah. which is a pretty decent uh, burger place where you get fries and your rings and all that. There's one by me, and I don't know. The owner is nuts about Toy Story because it's, it's just loaded with Toy Story stuff and some other Disney things. But then... The rest of the restaurant is just kind of similar stuff. Lots of Americana, pop culture, things everywhere. G.I. Joe dolls hanging on the walls. Old, classic, like Norman Rockwell-looking posters and and calendars and things. It's fun times. Hmm. So whenever I get a burger at one of these restaurants, I always always splurge and I get a soda with it. Because I don't normally drink soda. Yeah. So since I had three burgers this week, I've actually had three glasses of soda whoa big that's really big i had a ginger ale yeah and then i had a sprite with ice and then today i had a half a cup of ice ice even i i had whoa ice. oh had my ice that is a big reveal right there forget hey, the pop summertime <laughs> that's what i was trying to say last year and i still got mm. i still got the business from you hey yeah it was a special special event there uh, but I don't, me, I don't go for those hard colas anymore. No, no dark Pepsi or Coca Cola or anything yeah. like that. It's got to be light. Yeah. If if given a choice, I I don't know. I I usually get a Coke or Pepsi because I just mm. I don't. I, I can't I, I never it. think. Yeah. yeah. Like well, uh, I didn't. Yeah. A little sip is all I do. Yeah. Uh, when they give you a soda, like you said, glasses. How big are the glasses? 
Because a cop- you know, I had, I had, um, I don't know, I guess much smaller than what the American size is. I know you were griping about the size of those, uh, yeah. you know, American large cups and everything. It's nothing like that. It's like a, what you would get in a normal restaurant of a, a glass. Okay. Yeah. Cause we were, but of course, once they load it with ice, you know, it's only half a serving. Right. Yeah. yeah, cause that's, we were talking about that a little bit online, like how, uh, Julian, the, the Latin legend was saying how in Canada, when he came to Canada, one, one of his surprises was up here. When you ask for a soda or whatever, they give you a can, they just give you a can of pop. Oh, okay. Right. Whereas he, he's used to in America, those big, huge fountain pops, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, at the fast food places like McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken and all that, they have fountain pops. But for the most part, if you go into a diner or whatever and you ask for pop, they will give you a can of soda. Huh. And that's it. They, or, give, you a, they give you a glass with it? Uh, yeah, if you, you can ask. Can. Usually it's a glass of water and a soda. But if you, you can ask for mm-hmm. some, uh, you know, an empty glass with ice if you want it. But most people prefer to drink it in a can for some reason. Mm. I always prefer to pour it out because I don't, I don't like too much fizz. That that's the thing that really kills me with pop is the fizz more than uh, anything else. I find it there's too much uh, carbon and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I'd pour it out just for sanitation, you know. I oh, don't you, know where those cans have been, right? Sanitation. Put your mouth on a can, you know? <laughs> but you're still pouring it out of the can, and yeah, but it if you pour it properly, it it bypasses the lip. So do, and do you, the lip is where all the dirt collects. So do you wash your like? Do you wa- like if you, if you get a can, do you wash it before you open it up? I I would wipe it down at least, but I don't usually drink things out of cans. It, even um, like canned food, like if you open a can of tuna or something like that, would you wash that? Yeah, I, I wash them all first. Yeah, that's crazy. I just get right in it's there. Not crazy. It, it, it's it's stuff. dry. It's dry. There's no germs living on a can. It's no. You it, know what happens? You, you know what germs happens? need Look, moisture stuff, to this, survive. There's no moisture on there. No, you're fine. No, you're it's, good. it's not about. It's not necessarily about germs, but it, it can be about dirt. This stuff comes out of the factory, and I'll, I'll say at the factory it's probably in good condition, but it gets put in a box and it gets sent to uh, you know, some warehouse or something where it's going to get distributed, put in different trucks, and sent out to the supermarket. So at that point, it's still in a box. I get it. goes to the supermarket at least. That's when uh, Josh is there ripping the thing open, yeah. putting his hands inside. Who yeah. knows where his hands have been? Well, he you got to take the thing out of there. Yeah. Stack it on the shelf of the the supermarket, and then you know he's been touching it. Yes. Somebody else comes along, like looks at it, like ah, maybe I don't need this. Who knows where their hands have been? It's getting it's getting passed around. It gets dropped. It gets put back on the shelf. When I bring that stuff home, you know I want to like clean it up a little bit, you know, before I open it up. When you take it home, you know, and it sits in your cupboard for like two weeks. There, there's nothing that that can survive on it. That would that could kill you. No, but that would, could that would hurt you. That would there, harm there, you. There could be dirt, just simple dirt. Dust. Even even if a Josh was to open it up and, and accidentally, of course, this is hypothetical. I'm not saying that he would do this, but let's say he accidentally sneezed on all the cans, right? Yeah, right there. Okay, there you go. yeah, but nothing, none of that can survive. Like, there's nothing there that can do anything to you. It's all dead. It needs moisture. You would have to keep it. You have I to live keep it. in a very humid environment. There is moisture everywhere. Okay, let's move on to uh, episode nine. What if Kyle did it? 
Well, then that's it. Yeah, you definitely would need to wash it because Kyle is a dirty, dirty man. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why we're throwing Kyle under the bus, but uh, that seems to be the Just direction. Just because. All right, let's uh, wrap up. podcast, why don't you? Let's wrap up episode 90 because we got a ton of comments again. I'm always impressed by the amount of comments we get. I, of course, forgot <laughs> to do uh, to put uh, uh, the uh, to post it in the forums. But uh, Diego had my back, and uh, he started the whole thing up for episode 90. Uh, so uh, he was talking about uh, the amusement park. He was relating to your amusement park uh, story. Mm-hmm. And it reminded him of the time that he proposed to his wife uh, during a trip to Orlando at the Disney slash Universal Studios. Uh, they went in September uh, where there was only European tourists and virtually nobody else. So we got to go on uh, the rides, and uh, we went crazy, and uh, yeah, seemed like you had a good theme time. Theme parks, theme parks when they're empty are amazing. It's the only time you want to go. Uh, I never want to go. I don't want to deal with other people. I never want to go. Just a bunch and, of stuff. And uh, actually, uh, just going off Diego's story, there, my sister was actually married down at Disney World. She got married at Disney World. Yeah, like on one of their resorts, oh, and okay. then uh, did a whole bunch of the photos, like the the castle and all that kind of stuff. Are they have to wear the Mickey Mouse ears and all that stuff. Uh, no, but they have divorced, so there you go. Case they closed. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, then Diego starts off the second paragraph with Kevin, my man, you nailed it, and I just stopped reading because I agree, I I did nail it, and I'm assuming he means everything. So let's move on to the next uh, comment here from uh, Travis. I think this is the first time in a long time we got a comment from Travis. He says he agrees that uh, Giordano's was his favorite, and he found Giordano potato chips, flavored potato chips, and he said they were also amazing. So is that that place a chain? Yeah, I think there's a few of them in Chicago. I don't know if they're outside of Chicago. Hmm. Um, I probably should have looked that up, but uh, not sure. But the, they're well-known enough to have their own uh, flavored uh, chip. Not sure mm. who uh, made it, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, he said that he thought, also thought that people were saying Illuminati with Lou Malnati's. But it wasn't Illuminati. And then he says uh, Jimmy John's. That was the sandwich place that uh, we went to. He said it's good and fast, but he's not for the big game hunting thing. I'm not sure what he means by that. But they have a bunch of animal heads on the walls or something? I don't know. There's no animal heads. I don't. Do, is it zebra meat that they're serving you in these sandwiches or elephants? Zebra? I don't know. Is, is zebra big game? Drafts? Drafts pretty big. Be, draft would be a big game. I once ate a camel burger. Ew. Eh, it wasn't that great. Didn't, doesn't sound appealing. Where, mm. did, where did you have a camel burger? Is this a Japanese thing? Uh, no, I, a buddy of mine here, he had a bar, he, uh, here and he was thinking of different stuff to serve and he ordered some camel burgers, made made me try one. What, what was the point of that? Like, I'm just like to serve something interesting. Like, Hey, come to my bar. You can, (laughs) you can have a camel burger. (laughs) Doesn't have like any sort of sexual, uh, uh, what do they call it? Endorphins or what, what's that thing? In, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, like, isn't there supposed to be like tiger testicles have some sort of special 
magic powers or something. I've, hey, you tell me. I've never researched that. I, I've only heard it. <laughs> I only have heard it through uh, other podcasts. Well, we need to figure this out. We need some faithful listener to get out there and yeah, have himself some forest. tiger testicles. Make, uh, make no, sure research to... nothing. Go go get yourself a plate. <laughs> do it. Yeah, do it hands on. And then leave us a comment. Well, in I want the a forum. reaction video. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can post that on YouTube. <laughs> uh, and then Melissa commented. She said, great recap, Kevin. Thank you very much, Melissa. Uh, really glad you all liked Giordano's. He was, she was worried that we'd all be pizzaed out, but now. You can't, I don't think you can be pizza out. I'm already craving that sucker uh, for another mm. one. Uh, and she also enjoys Jimmy John's as well. The bread makes a sandwich. Yes, their bread was excellent. Uh, but she was complaining about the price. They're now five ninety five. I don't even think you can find a decent sandwich in Canada for five ninety five anymore. That's a pretty good price. Complaining about that? Five ninety five. They're not. They're not like the huge sandwich. They're not the huge footlongs. They're just. They're like a bit of a smaller bun, but I don't know. I I had it and that was enough. Yeah, it me. sounds pretty good to me. I mean, well, they used to be three seventy five. That's apparently. expensive here. Yeah. No. I love a good sandwich. Anyways, thanks everybody. Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson's. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Make me think of Jimmy James. Oh, and I. News radio. Jimmy James. Right, and I can't remember. This must have been on Twitter where Eric was saying that the um, the messages that we were talking about on the walls and that. Uh, like all this, the uh, positive uh, messages and uh, their their weird rules that they had. Right, the religious place. Yeah, like yeah. one of them. One of them was uh, that they encourage people to pray before they eat. You know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. We, per- we encourage you, like those kind of things. And I guess Eric was saying that it was uh, a bit of a gimmick on their end, where it, they were appealing to college students who would be away from home and it was their way of saying be good while you're out and away from college is, is there any rule there about laughing in their faces about their rules no there wasn't no <laughs> well, oh god no offense to those of you that are uh, it was just a we- it's but, just a weird sign uh, to, to see up in a restaurant it just was i don't know if they were being serious or not i think i've when I saw it, I thought it was all like they were like, no, you know, we encourage this kind of stuff. So I don't know, but yeah, well, yeah, good for them for uh, speaking their mind. It sounds like the kind of thing that a lot of places would get in trouble for nowadays. Nowadays, you know, yeah. how dare you force your beliefs upon us? Yeah, it's getting crazy out there. Mm. Getting crazy. Oh. All right, so that's it for episode ninety. Close the book. What else we got? I don't know. I closed the um Of course you did. Let me thank... I forgot to thank Duke uh, in the last episode. He got me a copy of Mario Brothers on the Atari 2600, which is a game that I played a lot back in the day. It was one of the Atari games... Atari 2600? Yeah. Oh, the original... Yeah, not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers. Right, right. Yeah, where you're in the... the guys would come out of the pipes, and you'd jump up to the... Like, you'd knock them from behind, and that would knock, like, they would fall on their backs. Guys come out of pipes. Them. What do they think of next? And then you'd jump up, and then you'd kick them. And it was a two-player game, and uh, every time I would go over to someone's house or whatever, they would have a copy of that game, and we would play that. I, of course, was always stuck as Luigi, you know, player two. But, um, yeah, that was that was fun. It was, and I've been looking to... Uh, replace or get that. I've never had it before. That was the first time I had it. Because every time you'd see it, it would be, you know, the Mario tax would be on it. It would always be like, you know, 20 bucks, 25 bucks or something like that. You're not paying 
no 25 bucks for an Atari game when all the other ones are a dollar, you know. So just wanted to thank Duke uh, for uh, grabbing that for me. I really want to play Atari games. i got to get that adapter. What are you doing right now? Are you I was looking to see if I have. You I can't... was looking to see if I have that Mario Brothers oh. game. Oh, I see. You have an Atari 2600? Like, how many? I do. Oh, I that's do. right. You're looking uh, for adventure. We never did see adventure while we were out there. Uh, yeah. I have um, I have my uncle's Atari 2600 right. and all of his games and stuff. It was uh, something that... It was a bittersweet acquisition, so I never really talked about it. Yeah. I do have it, and... Um, yeah, I actually, uh, I, <laughs> I, I believe me, I was made for this whole collecting thing because I was going through my uncle's uh, old stuff in here, and he has the um, the the box of uh, the Empire Strikes Back, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred box. Oh yeah, and it's this cool, like you know, you open it up. It's yeah. not like a. So anyway, he has a list in there. Like he had listed all of his games and listed like conditions and stuff and oh, everything. Yeah. So, everything that we do, and I never knew that he did this, but then uh, I saw in his memos uh something like adventure uh non-functional tossed you know something like that so it was the one game i was really looking forward to playing right. and then, uh ah he got rid of it wasn't working uh, but uh, yeah someday hope i hope to hook this thing up someday i actually that's part of my um my stuff to talk about let me talk about that now if uh if i go may ahead. go ahead i got this old tv I have this really old uh, Japanese TV. It's a national Panacolor, I think it's called. Uh, and um, I, basically, I've been holding on to this television. I, it was it belonged to my wife's family. Somebody, I think it was my my wife's grandfather. It was like his old TV. And basically, when we were cleaning out their house. I discovered this TV. It was covered up. It had like a blanket over it to keep it safe and everything. And I thought, this is an amazing television. There's no way that we're going to let this thing just be tossed in the trash. So I'm going to save this. I'm going to find a spot for it. I'm going to keep it there. And I've had it sitting around for about a year and a half now. And I've not been able to use it. Uh, every time I try to hook something up to it, it only has the old um, UHF VHF connections. And the one of them is the like the where you'd stick the the coaxial cable. Yeah. Right. But the other one, I think that's the the UHF connection, and then the VHF only has the the little the, the little knobs where you have to put the forks on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I look at the TV, I turn it on, I get static, of course, but I get static, I get sound, I can raise the sound up and down, it seems perfectly functional. But anytime I try to hook something up to it, like uh, I, I tried hooking up um, the old NES with the RF adapter and everything to it, I tried hooking up my LaserDisc, which has the UHF connection, I can't get a signal on this television. I don't know if there's a problem with the connectors. I don't know if there's just a matter of tuning it to the right station because it has all these like weird adjustments to all the knobs where they have different uh, bands like VU and, and weird different things. So I've been trying and I'm really just wondering, have I forgotten a crucial step to any of this? I remember back in the day when I hooked up my NES, I would just plug the thing in and it worked. 
There was nothing special I needed to do to it. So every time I try to hook up like an old system to this old TV, I can't get a signal. I, I don't get any like even half signal or partial signal or anything. I, it just seems like it's nothing's going through. So I was uh, thinking of getting one of those uh, RF modulators that would allow you to hook up your uh, red, yellow, white cables, mm -hmm. you know, through the uh, the RF. But I want to make sure first before I spend the money on that thing, does is the TV actually working? Like, can I actually get a signal through? If I can't get a signal off of an old system, I want to make sure that there's not a problem with the the RF adapter itself. Did you try? Um... So it's it's it'd be a PAL TV, right? If it um... no, it's NTSC. It is okay. It's NTSC J. So I, there's right, right. I know there's like you know there's some little differences, but you should be able to hook something up to it. Yeah. You try. I mean, stupid question. You try channel three and channel four, right? Yep. Uh, it's got the you know twelve channels, and even on the back of the Famicom, it has like channel two, channel three listed. Right. So it should be in that zone. Right. But uh, I don't know. I can't get it to work. Hmm. So it's it's really bumming me out because it's a really cool TV, and um, I, I would love to get it hooked up to something, you know, but. I'll post some pictures on the uh, the Twitter there, so if anybody else has any suggestions, if they're familiar with this kind of TV, if you have any advice, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, because uh, you know I I got the other TV here, and everything is hooked up with the I don't even know what they're called, the red, yellow, white cables. Like that, that does everything. Component. Component. Composite. Composite. No, composite. It's composite. It's one of them. No, it's composite. I hate I, I hate that they made those two words too so close together. Hmm. I mix them up all the time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, those are my my TV woes. I, I I got this great TV. I just really wish I could use it for something. Yeah. And it only has the one the one input, right? Like the one. Yeah, it's got the it's got two. I, I took a bunch of pictures of it, and I'll, I'll post them. Maybe somebody can point me in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got here. Anyway, yeah, it's a Panacolor. Panacolor. Yeah, and it's made out of wood. It's not. I thought it was like wood paneling, like on the sides, but it is actually wood. Really? Like the case for the TV. How yeah. old is it? I I have no idea. I I've tried looking it up. I have the model number and everything, but every time I look it up, I don't get any clear answers. Huh. If it's wood, it's, that's it's got to be. It's color, right? School. It's color, right? I have no idea. All I get is static. Huh. Mm. And I do have one of those little, um, uh, a little thing with the forks, the ohm changer thing. Yeah, yeah. The little thing, and uh, that's not. Helping me out either. If it has a coaxial cable input, though, it can't be that old. Yeah, the UHF is the little knobby things, and the VHF is the like coaxial dealy. But you would still hooked up, hook up. Um, like you've tried hooking it up either way, right? You tried using. I tried both. I yeah, tried yeah. everything I could. I mean, it's like I said, this thing's been sitting around for a year and a half. Every once in a while, I'll get adventurous and go in there and. Let me hook up the Genesis with the the RF okay. switch. Let yeah. me hook up the Famicom. I I 
lugged my uh, LaserDisc player over there to see if I can get a signal. I was yeah. like, all right, well, maybe because I was trying to hook up U.S. systems, you know. Me. I don't have my uh, old Famicom with the RF anymore because I have the uh, the other one. So I thought maybe I should buy another Famicom just to see if I could uh, look it up. If they got a return policy, you can always buy it, see if it works. Oh, they're, they're like, like five bucks. Oh, buy them in the junk bin. Japan. They look nasty and everything, but you yeah. know, as long as it works, I just want to get a signal out of it. Good old Japan. Yeah, we just have our Famicoms here for five bucks. Oh, uh, they're 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 crusty though. Mm. Still nasty. People are you don't you don't want to know what people are charging for a crusty NES around here. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Don't well, they, hey, got me onto another topic here. I am hitting another big purge zone here. Uh-oh, here we go. I'm, I'm really looking to scale down some more. So what are you throwing out now? Um, I might. I don't, I don't even want to say because I don't want people attacking me for trades and stuff. I just want to take care of things in my own backyard. All here, right. But, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk after them. <laughs> yeah, we, we can talk afterwards. But basically, I, I want to scale back on a lot of stuff just because uh, I'm tired of looking at it, yeah. tired of stuff taking up space, and <sighs> Steam's got my back. So yeah, there you go. Steam and GOG, digital like, man. Gonna, yeah, forget make, this physical stuff. You're making Scott the video game collector. You're making his head spin right now by saying that. But hey, dang. good. You know what? If if more people follow my lead, then more for him, you know? Nobody else wants it, it'll fall on his lap. Well, not only that, our... our Burst that bubble. Freedom to buy digital will only encourage these uh, uh, publishers to eventually come out with a physical copy for him. So he should be encouraging others to buy digital. Say, so it's not for me, but you should go ahead and you should buy everything digital. Because more Cuphead sales... Digitally out there, that that's only going to encourage them to put out a physical copy eventually. Hmm. You got to you got to think. Uh, th- what, what did uh, Doc Brown say? You got to think fourth dimensionally. Just got to think. Isn't that what Spock said? Maybe. One of them said it. Someone smart once said it. <laughs> I almost bought a copy of Wrath of Khan today. On Laserdisc. On, I have it on Laserdisc. I have two oh, copies sorry. on Laserdisc. Sorry. But uh, I, I saw a DVD and I was like, ooh, Wrath of Khan. Mm. We should get that. But it, uh, something, something was wrong with it. It had a little like discount on it because it maybe scratches or something. So. Mm. Pass. Well, uh, yeah, I've been, jeez, uh, this weekend I'm going to have to get uh, a lot of games ready. Like priced out in that because uh, the following week will be the Barry Game Exchange. Man, those come up fast. Yeah, I know. Well, this summer has just been flying by, and I don't think we promoted it once yet. So I guess I should promote it right now and tell people to go to the uh, the website or the Facebook page. Just type in and Google Barry Game Exchange, and it'll pop up. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good times, as it always is, twice a year. Um, I'm going to have a table. This time around, it'll be my first time uh, doing a table, so make sure to come by to the Buried on Mars table and say hi. You're selling, huh? What kind That's of right. stuff you selling? Oh, I got, uh, well, a lot, uh, pretty much everything that didn't uh, go in the uh, 
and the trades and everything that we did in uh, Chicago. Oh, so the stuff nobody wanted. Yeah, pretty much. That's what you're going to be selling. Yep. That's what you, nobody wanted it for for trades. Right. Now you're going to put a price tag. on That's it. right. Put a price tag. Well, I'm selling it to <laughs> other people. You know, I'm just right, right. I gave a lot of stuff away too. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I just I, I want to get rid of a lot of stuff. I got you know just tons of Xbox games. I'm never going to get around to playing them. I'm keeping the ones that I really want. You know, like Metal Arms glitch in the system. Of course, I'm going to keep that because, you know. Hey, I, I had an urge to play that again recently. You know, that's a good Didn't game. Didn't do it. I'm not getting rid of anything that, that means anything to me or that I would play or whatever. Pretty much anything that I had played. And I said, this is not for me. I can't play. That's the stuff I'm getting rid of. Stuff that I have on PC. Why do I have an Xbox copy of it? I'll never play it on the Xbox. I'll play it on the PC over the Xbox any day. So, mm-hmm. you know, just those kind of things that I'm getting rid of. Um, geez, I can't remember what else. But I posted a bunch of photos in the when we were doing the trades and all that. So there's all all sorts of things in there that I'm getting rid of. Um, and I, I I seem to be just shifting, really, my video game collecting. I'm just shifting it over to music. And I've been collecting... Uh, a lot of mm. vinyl records and that. So much so that Sarah and I, last weekend, took a trip to Montreal. Montreal, Canada, which is about a five-hour drive from uh, where we live. It was a three-day-long weekend last weekend. Mm. And uh, I, had went, I had gone to Montreal in 2003 uh, to see a Montreal Expos game before they, uh, before they vanished. So I wanted to get, you know, get one Expo game in me before they were gone for good. And I loved it. I We walked downtown Montreal. And Montreal is a completely different city than Toronto. Toronto is very um, clean in, in a way. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> you well, say no, that no. so negatively. No, uh, it, well, sterile. That's the word I'm looking for. Not clean, but little. it's a little sterile. There's not much personality to Toronto. There's a lot of good things okay. in Toronto. It's a fun city. You can have a lot of fun in it. But it just a lot of the areas, especially like downtown, they've really tried to uh uh give it a a face, give it something uh for for a long time. And really they kind of just it, they kind of just copied um uh Times Square. Kind of gave it that look, you know, with a lot of mm. uh, big uh flashing uh billboards and that kind of thing and it's okay Mm -hmm. but it does it just doesn't lack uh its own flavor its own thing Mm -hmm. and when you go into montreal montreal is a town that i mean they they just embrace their own culture they embrace their own thing they're uh, you know it's it's the french part of canada so a lot of it is uh, francophone but it's really a a fluent a a city that's fluent in both languages uh you go to any uh shop and the person behind the counter will speak, can speak both French and English. Uh, and they will usually speak English to you f- uh, first. And they can usually sniff out uh, Anglophones right away. Like they'll, they could tell just by looking at you, they could tell if you, if you are English or French. I don't know if it's just the attitude or something like that. I think Sarah even, uh, we, she went into one Tim Hortons and she did all of her order in French. You know, she ordered uh, mm. two coffees, milk, in French. Because Sarah can speak French. She's very fluent oh. in it. And uh, the, the lady behind the counter uh, answered her back. So just uh, in English. So just to make sure that you want two coffees with just milk. And Sarah looked at her like, how did you know? How did you know that I was, you know, just in her accent and everything, right? Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I've been threatening to take her there uh, for forever. and uh, Threatening. 
threatening. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to, oh, I've been promising to take her there because uh, it's such a fun town. And because we, when we went to Chicago, we really didn't spend that much uh, on, um, like we thought we would do more shopping, more uh, going to uh, little sto- stores and that. And we really just didn't have time to do that. And I uh, really wanted to go uh, record hunting. Uh, and I said, you know what? I've been, I've been threatening to take it to, to Montreal for so long. Uh, we got three days coming up. Let's, let's go ahead and, and do it. So we booked a hotel. We had to book a hotel offside of the, off of the island because Montreal is, is on a, an island, and a lot of it is uh, man-made. They've expanded it and all that, but uh, it was a long weekend. Canada, a long weekend in Canada, all the hotels were taken up or were super expensive. So we got something off the island. So it was just a drive over, over a bridge to get to the island, like you know, just five minutes or whatever. But that five minutes saved us a lot of money. Enough that uh, I even uh, uh, upped our room a little to uh, a junior suite, which gives you a, a little more space and a little seating area in that. It was only $15 more a night, and we were only mm. there for two nights. So I thought, for 30 bucks, why not? Let's spread out a little bit. And we got a king-size bed out of it. It was the first nice. time I slept in a king-size bed. We felt like as if we were in two different rooms in this bed. <laughs> but uh, have you ever slept in a king-size bed? Have you ever... I don't know that I have. I uh, it it's been so long since I've slept in a bed because I sleep on the floor now. Um, <laughs> what in Japan? Why do you sleep on the floor? Wait, back it's, this it's up. The classic style. <laughs> what are you talking about? Classic I, style. No, that's no, the Japanese style. You put your bedding on the floor and there's no fold it up, Put it away. There's there's a futon. The Japanese style futon is you you fold up the mattress, you put it in the closet. So uh, when it's time for bed, you take it out, yeah. lay it on the floor, right? Set your pillow and your bedding and all that. Go to sleep, wake up, you fold it up and put it away. And it's a futon. 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 It's very futon. All right, not a futon, a futon. You you sound like an American. Anyways, well, yeah, that, that's so. Uh, yeah, I, I I got the whole floor to sleep on. Lately, but I there's still even a mattress. Just, there's still a mattress. Well, yeah, there's a mattress. It's about you know yay thick or so. So when you lay on it, it's probably you got about you're only one or two centimeters off the floor. That sounds horrible to get up off of. Like I hate no, that. it's like, it's pretty comfortable. But like I said, uh, recently, just because it's hot, like I haven't even been using it. I just have my pillow and I sleep directly on the floor. With no mattress, no mattress, nothing. I just just on the hard, blanket. on the hard floor. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes if it feels a little too hard, I'll, I'll, I'll lay on top of the blanket, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, a half a centimeter off the floor. But no, like last night, I didn't use it at all. I slept directly on the floor. That sounds crazy to me. No, it's really not that. It's good for your back. You know, nice firm support. If you do your stretches and stuff, it's it's not bad. You got to stretch before you go to bed. That sounds like too much work. Just in general. (laughs) Okay. Healthy. Wow. Uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. King size bed. So size bed. It's a mattress. It's a fancy lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we slept up off of the floor in a bed. I don't know what we were thinking. Uh, But anyways, yeah. So we went to. uh, So the idea was is that we'd find a place to park in Montreal. Uh, and I kind of got the location of three uh, used record stores and mm-hmm. uh, a, a Montreal uh, smoked meat sandwich place. 
Ooh. Yes. Now, when you go to Montreal, you have to throw the diet out the window and get yourself a Montreal smoked meat sandwich because that is what they are known for and that is what you want to have. It is like when you go to Chicago, you got to have deep dish, dish pizza, Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Your stomach planned this vacation, didn't it? You you went to Chicago, you Absolutely. got to break the diet, and you're Absolutely. like, oh man, how do I get to do this again? Hey, we're going to Montreal. <laughs> Where are you going I was this good. weekend? I was good all week, and then, uh, yeah, so then I could uh, uh, break it for this weekend, and I've been good all this week now. Hmm? So I can go, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do this weekend. I was thinking about going to the Blue Jay game tomorrow because they got uh, this bobblehead thing. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Bobblehead. You you just went through this whole phase. You got rid of all your books. You're, you're getting rid of the games. You're like, hey, you know what? It's, oh, need a little more vinyl. Yeah, you know what? Make oh, a, I need this bobblehead. I'm making space for more crap. <laughs> just exactly. moving the crap around. Just, just swapping it around. That's right. Nah, you know, I, no, crap. I don't. Need I need some new crap. You're 100 percent right. I don't need the bobblehead, but it's it's going to be a celebration of 1993 or something like that. So there's going to be a bunch of players from uh, the World Series winning teams that you can get autographs and that. So I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. We also kind of just want to take it easy this week because the house is a mess and we need like time to clean it up, and I need time to price out all those games and whatnot. So, anyways, uh, so found a place to park. And uh, we went to our, uh, well, we were there early because we were worried about traffic and whatnot. So we had about an hour to kill. So Sarah found this, uh, what is it called? Modern, fine art, fine art uh, museum. And Sarah is big into <laughs> art. Oh, okay. I saw your tweets. Right, 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 right. Sarah's big into art. And they, were, they just ha- so happened to have a, a Picasso exhibit. And Picasso is mm. one of her favorite artists. So, uh, sure, let's go to this thing. Got an hour to kill anyway. So, we go in and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The exhibit was, um, it, it was, it wasn't all Picasso's artwork. It was stuff that he collected while he was in Africa. And it was, it was kind of a neat idea where you looked at the stuff that Picasso collected and then you look at the stuff that, where he took inspiration from and put into mm. his own art. Okay. And that stuff was kind of, okay, kind of like, I get it. That's it's kind of cool. But then they had like, they took it a step further and they took other artists who took inspiration from Picasso's inspiration from Africa. And then there, that's where like, there was just a lot of weird, stupid uh, stuff. A lot of filler. Yeah, 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 okay. exactly. Like you just so, like, so this is like this is like when you watch the old World War II footage that Lucas used to plot out uh, the Star Wars Tie Fighter X Wing yeah. sequences. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you go and watch some fan films. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like a lot of it was just weird stuff. Like you walked into a room and there would just be a pile of junk. I, I mean, just you can look at the photos I posted on Twitter. There was a pile of junk in the middle of the room. And I'm like, what? what is this? And I don't know. Apparently, it's art. There was one thing where they had like three big screens all uh, all set up in a row. And there'd be a person on camera and they would make a noise, like just like a, a, a guttural noise. And then the next screen immediately would be another person making the same noise. And then the next person making the same noise. And it was just like, just stuff like that over and over again. I'm like, what is this? This is so... yeah. 
I, I can't stand it. I, I mean, w- when I went to university, um, I, I was in Jersey City. We were right across from New York City. So there were a lot of like artists. Yeah. I'm using quotations nobody can see. So a lot of the teachers there were all these like, ooh, look at me. I'm an artist. And we had to go to museums all the time for, for different things. And Museum of Natural History, I love it. You know, a lot of the classic artwork stuff, great. Anytime it was that modern, contemporary, conceptual, like, modern art, it it was just the most ridiculous. Nobody could understand it. Everyone sits around acting all pretentious, like, oh, yeah, what do I think about this? It's garbage. It's complete garbage. Yeah, I, I... I, it's just not for me. I don't want to get any harsher than that because Sarah listens to the no. show. So I'll just say, uh, yeah, it's not for me. Uh, I did find sorry. it. No, it's garbage. So, it's so, a lot of like imitation art. It's just people trying to get a that's reaction. That's what it is. Yes, imitation. What, yeah. what do you think it is? Yeah, yeah. What do you think it means? Uh, well, I. Uh, so I. what I ended up doing is just going around, finding all the statues uh, with uh, penises and uh, took photos of that. Uh, and then I found myself a nice spot uh, to sit down, and I just, uh, you know, did my uh, Twitter business uh, right there, which killed about an hour. And Sarah, you know, looked at the art and uh, became um, enlightened, cultured, and all that. I I just stayed stayed stupid and stayed on my Twitter. But- I just imagine the uh, the reactions to those uh, security guards. You know, in the, in the museum they always got the security guards. Oh, make yeah. sure you don't touch anything. Oh yeah. Just just watching this one guy snickering in the corner, <laughs> posting his penis pictures. They were too busy. This is the craziest. <laughs> this is the crazy thing. I could not get over. They were too busy watching other people's kids, because for some reason, I mean, the tickets to this thing it was forty six dollars i believe for sarah yeah, for I both guess. for both of us for both of us but Ooh. still i mean that was uh, that's 23 dollars each to see this event and there is were... that uh suggested donation no that was the price no no a lot, a lot of museums they they get away with the suggested donations no this was the price and i, I was i was surprised at the amount of kids that were there mm. and i don't know well, their, their parents wanted to enlighten them I think they just wanted someone else to look after their kids while they went and looked at all these. Because it, it the security guards were going around making sure that the kids were not touching the the. Um, um, don't touch the Picasso wings. The Picasso wings and the the yeah I don't know there was like a giant uh, someone like it was just a stupid it was just the dumbest thing it was like this huge huge piece of styrofoam with um, little um, uh, beads on them like shiny beads. And it mm-hmm. was this this female singer. I don't know who who she is, but it was th- this thing was done in 1971 in New York or whatever. I don't know what it had to do with Africa, Picasso or New York or whatever it was. The thing was massive, but because the beads were shiny, right? What are all the little kids gonna do? Like this thing was like it was it was only like because uh, it was so big, it was only about three feet off the ground where it started, and it went up all the way up. You know, the thing was probably about 20 feet high. And mm-hmm. all these little beads, and all these little kids are walking up, and you know they want to touch these beads, and the parents aren't looking. You know they got the thing uh, to their ear, and they're busy, you know, looking at the the you know wooden penises and all that, and they, they their kids are just running around, you know. So the security guard has to, oh ma'am, can I tell your kid that uh, thing? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And two seconds later, the kids running around, you know. I mean, who brings their kids to this thing? Like this thing's, 
there's just nothing for them to do there. There's nothing interesting for them to look at. And, you know, so some of them are crying and all that. I don't know what people are thinking. They they have that list of rules for when you go into a museum of like uh, no talking, no gum chewing, no food, and all this. It's, it's basically saying no children, no children, that's, no children. That's what no it should children. say. That's dumb. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, uh, yeah, we did go uh, record shopping. Um, we did. We got home, recorded a, a pickup video, but the the card, my SD card that I recorded on, crashed. And uh, we lost our pickup video, which is unfortunate because I put everything away. Uh, so we're, this weekend we're going to record another one, uh, but now I got to remember everything that I bought and pull everything out that I bought. So mm. not going to promise anything. Not going to promise it's going to be done, but we'll probably do another pickup video. Uh, but we did, and we did get into. Uh, so I had it planned out to to get this uh, loose meat sandwich at a place called. Um, oh, gee, I can't remember the name of it. it began with an S. Loose meat sandwich. Not that's what, that's meat. the business that uh, Roseanne <laughs> yeah. and and Jackie started. Montreal, smoked meat. I don't know why I said loose meat. Smoked meat sandwich. Yeah, loose meat sandwich. That's just sloppy joes. Um, but we. I tried to get into this place. I can't remember the name of it. It's not Sedgwick. It began with a nest or something. Time for a Google search. No. Fandango Google time. All right. Let's see. It's Montreal. Google with Fandango. We need a you know a little jingle. Sandwich place in uh, what the heck's the name of this place? Now it's gonna show me everything in Toronto because I'm in Toronto right now. Uh, Loose meat sandwich. Did did Roseanne and Jackie still have that business in the the new season? Uh no, I don't think so. No. Well, the place I went to, this guy. This guy says it's number number two. That's interesting. I don't even see what they were calling the best on this list. Oh, there it is, Schwartz. Okay, so yeah, the uh, Schwartz. That's what it was. Right? Schwartz. The Schwartz. No. Liquid Schwartz. How could I not remember that? Let me see. Is that the name of the place? Let me go back here. The I know Schwartz this is... is in you, Lone Star. Yeah, yeah, that was it's the name of the place, you. Schwartz. Okay, so. Schwartz was supposed to be the best. Uh, uh, I see your Schwartz I'm is as big as mine. We're 50 minutes in. Let's I'm trying see to get how through you this. handle it. We're 50 minutes in. I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> so, yeah, Schwartz. So, I tried. So, this is the place that we were going to go. Now, on Google, it said, you know, it gives you uh, how busy the place is. And it said at noon, this place is ramped. So, I thought, okay, I'll, we'll skip lunch. And uh, we'll go at like three o'clock. I was only going to eat one meal anyways because it's, you know, it's too much for me to have like a big meal like that and have something else later in the day. So Schwartz tried to get there at three o'clock. The lineup was outside of the building and almost around the block. It was almost an entire block to get into this place. And we walked by it and I look inside the restaurant and it's just rammed and it's just people running around and all that. I can't deal with that. That's just, I, I don't care how good the, the food is. I just, it was hot. It was one of the hottest days in Montreal. None of the stores we went into had air conditioning because, Ew. well, except for the museum. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're used record shops, right? Which isn't, is actually, isn't that bad for the records though? It sort of is, I guess. Yeah. For, but it's only, if it's only for, you know, a day or two, it's not, it's not like, if it's permanent, like if it's like hot like that all the time. Yeah. But, uh, 
it's it's a good sign though that they're not marking up the records that much because they don't have money for air conditioning. So <laughs> it's actually it's actually a good sign when you go in there and that you want your record store to be nice and hot in the summer and freezing in the winter. They're not they're not there's not a lot of overhead on those records. So um, yeah, we were just hot and tired and that. And I'm not standing in this line. So uh, we ended up walking around a little bit, and there was another place across the street called uh, the Main, the Main Deli. So uh, we went in there, and it, was, and it wasn't it was busy, but it wasn't you know like it wasn't a lineup out the door. We were able to get a table. It was a nice diner and all that. I was able to get my uh, Montreal smoked meat sandwich, and it was excellent. You know they had the mustard right there on the table, which is what you want. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So I recommend that. If you can't get into Schwartz, I haven't had the Schwartz. I've heard mixed things about it now after mentioning it. Um, some people say it's great and some people say it's not so great. So I don't know. Uh, but this place was uh, amazing. It was exactly what I needed, exactly what I wanted. They put it on the, you know, the rye, rye bread. Um, they make their fries. I like, I like my fries crispy. And uh, they make it the right way where it's just a little overdone. So it crunches when you eat them. I don't like soggy fries. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of soggy oh, fries. Oh, no. I like them crunchy. Oh, yeah. Even And, you know, the more burnt bits left when you're done your fries, you know, the little bits that you can scoop up on your fork and throw in your face, the better. Oh, I, I use the little, like, uh, the burnt bits. Yeah. They're usually a little spiky and sharp. So you can use those to stab the other French fries <laughs> and use it like a utensil. I never thought of doing that. Oh, it's wonderful because sometimes your fries, uh, are, are you the kind of person that keeps your ketchup on the side yeah. uh, or no, do no. you just dump it all over? I dump it all over. I, See, I that's, for you, it's perfect because sometimes they get a little uh, messy. Yeah. So you use that sharp bit to okay. stab your messier fries and eat like a civilized human being. Yeah. Sarah does the well. She puts the stuff on the, on the end. I don't like I that. do I too like because that's, right you know. The way it's supposed to be done. No, no, no. I like pouring your, it all you over. You keep your ketchup and your mustard and stuff in a little dish no. or a little puddle no. on the side. This is wrong. And then you can dip because then you can uh, put the exact amount you want. Because sometimes you want a little more ketchup. Mm-mm. It's like sometimes it's like a, you want to like mix a little ketchup and mustard combo. No, I, I want I want it to be a complete surprise. You know, like you got the the ones with a little bit of ketchup on top, and then you find that ooh, the ketchup. You know, it, it congealed over here. It all formed a nice little well over here, and these ones have extra ketchup on it. No, but what you, when you do that, you get the pile of fries, yeah. and the top yeah. gets a good smattering, but then you got a whole bunch of dry ones oh, underneath. That's, that's your second layer of ketchup right there. Boom, you're done. Uh, yep. No, no, no. You keep the well so you can just moderate Absolutely how much not. you want. Get it all over there. Spread it around. It's the only thing mm-hmm. I eat ketchup on is, is fries. Everything yeah, else, your fingers are going to be all nasty and, and sloppy. Well, How many napkins do you go through? <laughs> I, I need extra napkins. Uh, it is true. So we, did, just, we did sneak a few extra you napkins. You've got to calm that down because you're going to be the nasty old man sitting there with, with just like dirty fingers. And you're not going to think about it. You're going to be wiping nasty. it on your leg. No, nasty it up. Any, uh, uh, th- that's the thing. Like, what happened to diners in the you're, napkin you're dispenser? You're the reason. You're the reason that they control how many napkins. It is. You get. Yeah, they got rid of the napkin dispensers. You only get one napkin now. What's up with well, that? Because of people like you, you got to go through half the stack Don't there matter. just to eat one thing of fries. I want to enjoy my fries, and if it takes me twenty napkins to do it, then so be it. Then uh, you're gonna walk in. They're gonna remember you. They're gonna like, all right, give him a fork and one napkin. 
make him eat his fries that way. Anyways, uh, so like I was saying, we were uh, over this, uh, we had to take a bridge to get onto the island. And in Montreal, they're doing all this crazy construction right now too. But it's amazing to see this construction in progress. So we're on this uh, overpass that was probably built in the 60s. Uh, that goes over the the St. Lawrence River, and they are building this huge overpass beside it. And there's all these cranes and everything, and they got these huge cement pillars that are like high up in the air that are just designed just to hold these cranes as they build the these bridges. And it's just amazing to see. Like, it's going to look amazing when it's done, but it's kind of cool to see it uh, in progress too. Uh, so I can't, yeah, I, I can't recommend going to Montreal enough. And I think, I think we got to make it like a yearly thing because we had a lot of fun, but, hmm. uh, what else is there? Uh, well, Hey, I've never been to Canada. So if I were to yeah. go to one place, Toronto, you got to go to Toronto cause I'm here. That Trump's everything. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Settles that's it. That. Even though. And we so, could drive, if you want to, we could drive to Montreal. There was something like, yeah. you're like, I want one of them uh, Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. We would drive five hours to get there. Mm. Yeah. I, I got to go for that poutine. I hear good things. I'm not a big fan of poutine. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, you don't nah. like it, but that's because you have access to it. You, you have the choice. Yeah. I'm curious. It's all right. Poutine's all right. It's, it's too much gravy. It's too much. Well, truth be told, I'd rather have a smoked meat sandwich. Yes, But uh, I side of poutine. Uh, I could have got that. Actually, you could get that. There you there. go. So but that would have been. It, I don't. I, it's not like my. I need to eat this as my main meal. I just want to. It's too much. Sample though. it. It's too we'll much. Sample it. Yeah. You, you who dump ketchup all over your French ketchup fries. Ketchup is different. A little gravy is is too much. Gravy's too heavy. Gravy's like very heavy compared to ketchup. Like they use. I'd like, rather dip my fries in gravy than ketchup. Mm, nah, it's too. I do like it, but it gives me heartburn. That's the problem. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like I I like fries and gravy. The cheese is a little too much, but um, it gives me heartburn. I'll be up all night. Mm. Mm. Poor baby. Yeah. Poor baby. Anyways, I wanted to talk to you. since episode eighty nine. I was looking up um, it, and we were talking about Rick Moranis and all that. I I totally forgot to. Oh, who's calling me? That was episode ninety. That was last last week. All right, hold on. This is the dentist. Oh. Hello? Speaking. Oh, good. Thanks. Yep, that uh, sounds great. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey. Hi, you're so courteous. You got to be. It's a dentist, oh. man. They're, that dentist's going to be in your mouth working yeah, you're away. You're not talking to the dentist. You're talking to the receptionist. You got to be nice to her, too, because she handles the uh, insurance and all that. You got to be courteous to people. You got to be nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Be courteous to some people around here. Well, I mean, Cartridge Club members, screw them. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm getting my tooth, my tooth fixed. Fixed? What happened? Well, I uh, too, too many smoked meat sandwiches no, and I, uh, deep dish pizzas. No, I chipped. Uh, I chipped it when I was a kid. My front tooth. Fighting. Playground N- fight. I wish. I wish it was something cool, like I was playing hockey, or I was in a fight, and you know, I was, you know, I was like punching the guy in the face, and when I brought my fist up, I actually hit myself in the face. 
No, that's well, it cool. could have been, but you're being too honest now. I uh, no, you smacked, could have told us anything. I smacked it on the countertop. I was goofing around and uh, slipped and face went into the countertop and I chipped my tooth. So my mm. tooth is, uh, my front tooth is kind of split uh, up. Does that make sense? Ooh, like, like the crack goes vertically up the tooth. It's like, it's... It's like this is your tooth, and it's eh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like only it's really only half a tooth down there. It's split vertically and back. The vertical and back part is gone, right? Like when it when it cracked, the the tip of the tooth cracked, and it took the back part of my tooth with it. Okay, yeah. so so the front of your tooth looks normal, but there's only it's only like half a stick. yeah, it's only half a, half a stick, right? So ew, that, ew, that's yeah. like a rodent tooth. <laughs> so it's wearing down, apparently, because it's not strong enough. So they need you gotta to go uh, chew on the furniture some more to grind it down. They need to. Uh, <laughs> they need to fix it, apparently. So I'm going. I'm getting that done. Next but what, what did you wait your whole life for? I just it, it just didn't bother me. You know, it's just it's fine, whatever. But now that it's actually. Wearing Don't out. they mention that every time you every go to time. the dentist? Yes. Like, uh, hey, you want to get this done? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to sit in the chair and get it done. Now she's like, you know what? If you're going to lose this tooth if you don't, you know, get this done. I'm like, I'll right, lose fine. your tooth anyway at this point. What do you mean? Well, you're getting up there, so those uh, teeth aren't going to last forever. All right. I'm not, I'm not up there yet. I got a good 40 years with this tooth, at least, hopefully. Uh, so what was I talking about? Okay, summer of 1989. All right. Yeah, what is this about? Okay. Ghostbusters? The amount of movies. Uh, Batman? The amount of movies, yes, that came out in the summer of 1989 was crazy. Now, listen to this. This, this, is, Rick Mor- this is Rick Moranis's list alone. Just the movies that he put out in 1989. Okay, wait, The wait, summer wait. of 1989. Okay, okay. Uh, well, Ghostbusters 2. Yep. Uh, 89. Was that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Correct. Or was that a little early? No, nope, okay. you're correct. Um, Spaceballs was earlier. Spaceballs Space was like 80, 87 or 87, so. right. Okay. Rick Moranis. And he had one, um, it was one more punch. My Blue Heaven? That was a year later in 1990. There was one more mm. punch in there. One more. So he did, he did two big blockbusters, Ghostbusters 2 and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then he did like the, you know, give me an Academy Award type of film. Ooh, Highbrow, uh, yeah. Little Shop of Horrors was uh, eighty six. Eighty six. Um, I'll give you Highbrow, Rick Moranis. I'll give you another clue. It was with his buddy Steve Martin. Um, and it's not Steve Martin. It's not My Blue Heaven. Um, they made a TV show. They made two TV series out of this movie, actually. I don't know. You got me. Have you heard of the movie Parenthood? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. Never seen it? It's excellent. No. It's excellent. So that was his, that was his big one, two, three punch in 1989. That's that's almost a fan, uh, uh, film dangle right there. Those hey, I'd be down for that. Except I for, like Rick Moranis. We did cover Ghostbusters 2 already, though, in our second episode, I believe. I believe we talked about that, so... But it's almost yeah, but, it's almost filmed but those early episodes don't count. <laughs> but honey, you I know. shrunk the kids. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I really like that movie because I've always been fascinated with the whole being tiny and running across, you know, like 
modern like like real life size stuff do do you recall honey i blew up the kid was that any good i did see that in the movie theater but i have not seen it since i I believe that's well the the sequels aren't great there was a third one too that was direct to dvd yeah and uh honey we shrunk ourselves we shrunk ourselves and i have that and my daughter likes it yeah that's why I keep it. Isn't there uh, a third or a fourth one without Rick Moranis? Oh, you got me. If it's no Rick Moranis, then I'm not interested. It's like Honey, I Shrunk. Honey, we shrunk. Something. Ourselves again. (laughs) Shrunk the neighbor's kid. Oh, they did that in the first one. Um, I don't know. Oh, here it is. Honey. No, this was the TV show. That went from 1997 to the year 2000. Maybe I'm thinking of the TV show. Honey, I Shrunk Whoa, the really? Kids. Whoa, really? That long? Oh, I, okay. This is coming back to me. The star of that show was the other guy from Bosom Buddies. You're correct. Peter Scolari. Who Peter was, Scolari, okay. Who was also in... Um, wasn't wow, he? three seasons? Yeah. That went? Wasn't he... He was also in um, Newhart, right? Bob Newhart show? Was that him? Was he? Or am I thinking of someone else? Wasn't he the the nerdy guy in Bob Newhart? I'm not seeing him here. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He he just has that memorable face. Oh wait, I'm still in the nineties. Boy, this guy worked. Yeah, Newhart. Yeah, he's in Newhart. Nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety. Man, he's done a lot of stuff. This guy likes to work. Anyways. There you go. That's all I had to say about that. Summer of 89. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. So then, yeah, and also oh. in that year, you also had that summer. You also had Batman and yep. UHF. That was a crazy summer. 89, huh? Yeah. UHF. I haven't seen that in a while. Part of the reason why that movie bombed was because it had so much competition. It was just yeah, tough. It was a lot tough of big to, movies around that. Tough to stand out. Mm. Uh, Captain Picard is back. You excited about that? No, I'm not. Uh, I've been hearing about this, and at first I was worried. I thought this was a discovery thing. They somehow working them into that just to kind of like the Ghostbusters thing. It's like, all right, we're having a lot of trouble here. Let's get the originals back in to throw some support oh, into they, this project. Oh, Discovery is doing that. It's just not with Patrick Stewart. They're doing it no. with the original Enterprise. Uh, Captain Pike, Christopher Pike. Yeah, familiar faces. And there's a lot of Spock. A lot of Spock. There's, it's not Spock himself, but it's all her. She's on. I, I just saw the trailer and uh, that uh, Michael, Michael B. Anthony or whatever heck her name is on that show, Michael Bian. Uh, she um, uh, is in Spock's room. It's like, oh, this is my, you know, my stepbrother and blah blah blah. It's, oh man, this is so. Pandering. His name dropping away. Yeah, yeah. So pandering. So apparently Pike is coming on to Discovery. I think he's taking over it or something like that. I don't know. I don't know because the ship still, still not interested. Discovery in doesn't have a captain right now, so I don't know. I don't know what's okay. going on with that show. Anyways, yeah. So but Patrick yeah, Stewart. Picard, yeah, Picard. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And he said a bunch of times in the past that he was done with Star Trek. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they threw him a lot of money, or maybe he's just bored. He's seventy-eight. He's he wrapped up the um, 
sorry, don't mean to spoil Logan here, but I'll just say he wrapped up that character, that Professor X character. Yeah. He's not doing that Dead. character anymore. Dead. I didn't I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He could be I just, haven't seen it. He could be retired. Know. Could be retired. He could be on an island somewhere. You know, with uh Jean Grey. Uh, is that her. what happens at the end? I don't yeah, know. Just, hey, not, I didn't say anything. We're moving the X Mansion to Hawaii. All I said just is like that the he, last season of Baywatch. Or the, maybe, maybe he's in that room right now and he's just uh, sitting there watching TV. You know that uh, that's a that's a crazy ass uh, big screen TV wraps all around your head. It's like a VR in there. You know. Ah, that would be cool. Yeah. He's got be, the Sony goggles on. Yeah. Having could, himself some fun. Could be doing that. So, anyways. <laughs> Back to Captain Picard. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just like, yeah, Dead. you know what? I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. Maybe he'll do it. I don't know if. Yeah, I'm skeptical on anything now. Um, I'm not no. into all the, the you? big reboots and all that. So, hey, sequels and all this stuff. If I hear good things, maybe I'll get interested. For now, it's just another, hey, let's do this again. And, you know, I. Nothing against uh, Sir Patrick Stewart or the character of Jean-Luc Picard because he's a great uh, performer. Picard's a great character. Mm -hmm. Got a, a you know rich background for him and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. You you can take him outside of that atmosphere. You know the bridge of the Enterprise with the, with the crew and everything that clicked right there. You can take Picard out, put him in another setting, and he can still be interesting. But I, mm, why, I don't know. Why would you want to? <laughs> yeah, why would you want to? Uh, yeah. His story is wrapped. Just, just like uh, Luke Skywalker's story was wrapped. You think, you think Cap day. Captain Picard's story was wrapped? I mean, he... I, they really... like if, if you think about the movies... They really kind of... Well, I don't, I don't count the movies. See, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, they like. They they left it at the end, like the like, the next generation ended with the idea that they were going to go on to make movies, right? And then the yeah, movies well, it, would it really ended with the the idea of the, they had this big thing with Q. You know, it was basically oh, right, Picard yeah. was fighting for the existence of humanity, right? Right. Yep. And they win. You know, continue on. And then uh, they all play poker, and they go on some other adventures yeah. together. That was. But a you're great left ending. with the you're you're left with the the sense of satisfaction, like hey, they they did the big thing, and then they're gonna go out and they're gonna explore, and they'll they'll have some troubles and stuff, but they're they're gonna they're gonna get through it. So they're gonna persevere like always, and you're left with with the feeling of hey, their adventures are gonna continue, but we don't need to see any more. They they've kind of wrapped what we need to know about them so i don't know now you're going to see picard and he's he's probably not going to be on uh, in active duty or anything he's just going to be maybe he's uh some high up official in starfleet he's probably retired is he going to have like some i don't know solve mysteries in his spare time <laughs> just do the you know angela lansbury type <laughs> thing murder she wrote <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah, that's, I guess that's the Or uh, Matlock. Be the mentor. For, yeah, Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, there, there was this one um, Photoshop thing where it was him and um, oh, what was he? Talaxian? 
Yeah, the Darmok episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The, yeah. the other captain where it's like they took their heads and they put them on these action bodies with the, 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 like detectives with pistols and everything. <laughs> and it just says Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. And it makes it look like an action movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, what are you going to do with them? He's going to be an old man. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're not we're not uh, creative um, people. We don't. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, Picard was never the action guy in the exactly, show. Exactly right. Had his couple things. He did it all through, you know, negotiation. What he said, negotiations, the the brinkmanship, and all that. Right. So all that stuff he could still do, even though he's seventy eight. There in but, the future, yeah. guys are supposed to live till like they're supposed to be one hundred and fifty, right? Like Bones was one hundred and fifty in the pilot episode or something like that the world record yeah yeah so i i don't know i i think it can work i i was thinking more of the ending of nemesis i guess because i watched that not too long ago and just that <laughs> whole thing ends on such a weird uh cliffhanger where you know data is dead quote-unquote dead and they got that uh, and, 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 oh but we happen to have a spare data body right yeah, exactly here that apparently is, had data's memories transferred into it but uh, we haven't figured out how to access yeah, it was yet. before before something like that before yeah which was <laughs> stupid they already had they already done that with uh data's brother lore and all that stuff and yeah that, that was a uh, hey we we got clearance to do another one of these how do we slap one together but the problem with those movies and Captain Picard was that they tried to turn Captain Picard into an action star. They tried to make him right. into an action yep. hero. And it just doesn't work for that character. So maybe this will be like, we're going to do it right. You know, I, I don't know. And have it could him. be. I'm expecting it to be some, you know, I don't know. If it's I don't action, know what it's going to be. If it's action, it's it'll be. It'll be in the wrong direction. You can't make him into an action star. That's just not who he is. It won't be, but it depends on what the supporting cast is. You yeah. know, I doubt they're going to be trying to bring in anyone, really, from the other show. It's just going to be him yeah. and his future wow. endeavors, and maybe they'll get a cameo. You know, Brent Spiner is going to negotiate his way in there so he can do some more acting. and as Maybe as a different uh, character or something like that? No. I, I don't be, think he can play Data mm -hmm. anymore. Oh, he'll be B4, who's finally figured out how to, uh, how to exist age. on his own. Or how to yeah. age. Uh, he'll be, he'll yeah. be B4, and then other things. Captain Picard, help me be a person. Teach me about humanity. and Yeah. Well, better yeah. Call, better, how Better Call Saul worked, which was a, a prequel to um, uh, Breaking Bad, was that they made you... Uh, they ha they they just created some really great characters around Saul. So even though you already kind of know Saul's fate in a way, uh, really the the extra characters, all the other guys that like Saul's brother, uh, this girl that he uh, goes into business with, and all that, they really made strong characters that you care about. Those characters, those are the ones that really drive the show, you know. So. That can work, I think, for Captain Picard if if they give him some solid characters to play off of, and I don't know, it's gonna have to be. If he's not running around exploring space, you know, it's got to be more than him just solving crimes and 
uh, him on a on vacation and some no, hot I imagine Philly comes him up being and... he'll be in the mentor role, the advisor, or he'll be telling stories, or he'll be Professor X. <laughs> So, yeah, he's gonna be—he's gonna be the Renaissance man who's sitting there, and he'll have all the advice know. for everybody. Yeah, because of, of course the rest of the cast, everybody's gonna be younger than him. He—he's—he's he's got to be the mentor, the yeah, teacher. Yeah. But uh, the storylines still have to center around him in some way. He can't have all these other Maybe. people doing stuff, and, and <clears throat> there'll be some sort of temporal anomaly where oh, Picard's the key again. We need to bring him in and figure out what's going on. Oh, or maybe the Borg, right? The only the Borg are back, and they're going to be crazy. And the only the Locutus is the only guy that can shut the shut this down. Uh, we need the Borger, Captain Picard. We know you've been it, out it of service. Be. This is what's going to be Captain Picard, or it'll be Admiral Picard. Uh, we know you've been out of service for 30 years, but uh, the Borg are back. And we need a guy who has the most experience with the Borg. And uh, Janeway has, uh, she's off on a planet somewhere. She found some hot guy and she, she doesn't want anything to do with them. <laughs> so we need Lacutus to come back and shut these guys down. That's what's going to be. This is just like Troutman coming to get Rambo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Back in the jungle again. I did my time. It's not my war anymore. Oh, that's what he's going to say. puts on the bandana. There you go. That's what he's going to say at some point. This isn't my fight anymore. Leave it for the young people, the young generation. No, we need Picard. He's the only guy to do it. Yeah. I don't know. There are right ways to do it, I, I think, but they're going to, there's going to be too much pressure to have action, a lot of action, I, I guarantee you, in this show, uh, especially if this is going to be something that's going to be on CBS. It's going to be the an, another all-access show. So, you know, you saw what they did with Discovery in Star Trek, and it's just this generic action show. It is not Star Trek. So, I don't know. Maybe this will be to counterbalance Discovery, and it'll be the higher-end Star Trek or something. I don't know. Uh, or he's going to be the a small part of a larger series, you know. You'll have uh, starring some other guy and some other person and some other person with with Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is well. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Um, anyway, good luck, Picard. Yep. And um, what else we got? Oh, ACDC's back. I just wanted to mention that they're back recording in Vancouver. What were they back from? Uh hiatus. They toured and now they're back. Okay. And so I wrote a couple articles about it on Buried on Mars. Buriedonmars.wordpress.com. Mm. That's it. Mm -mm. That's all I want. Mm -mm. Just wanted to plug mm -mm. that. Why not? Mm -mm. Hey, you got ACDC. I got AD123. What's AD123? Tell me what that's about. Arrested Development. Oh, you finished? Yeah. You got, went through I finally all of... finished off. Yeah, I finished off the original run, season one, two, and three. Yeah. And um, excellent. Uh, we've, we've talked about this so many times already. I'll just say excellent all the way through. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I will be checking out uh, the newer seasons, but I'm going to wait a bit. I'm going to wait a bit. Mm -hmm. I'll give myself a little break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seasons one, two, and three, I found them to play very similarly to the original Star Wars trilogy, where uh, the first one, <laughs> yeah. you know, sets up this great thing, and you're like, wow, what is this? Okay. And then uh, finishes off. 
second season kicks in, it's like, oh man, they're adding so much depth. There's so many new things, a lot of clever twists and plot lines. Right. Really fleshed out Buster in the second season. Mm -hmm, I thought he was kind of the weak one in the first one. They didn't give him enough to do. And there were some episodes he was just not involved with at all, but had a really great uh, spot in season two. Season three, good, not great. Um, some parts just seemed a little lacking. Part of that, of course, them getting notified that they're going to be canceled, which they seem to have fun with in, in a couple of spots. There's yeah. one episode that <laughs> seemed like it was directly uh, inspired by uh, their cancellation um, and ultimately wraps up nicely. So, yeah, great, great sitcom. <clears throat> yeah, that's one, one of the greatest. Well, that's season three. Like, Fox kind of jerked them around, too. Like, they really didn't know if they were canceled or not, right? They just they got <laughs> renewed for, I think it was eight episodes or something like that. How many episodes are in season three? uh 13 i believe yeah i think i think they whereas there were 20 something in in the first two right and there was i think at the start there was eight and then they they said uh we're gonna cancel you and they said well give us 13 or something like that and let us finish this thing off and so that was a gift basically to have those final few episodes from what i remember yeah you could you could tell because this the plot line for the first half was kind of going in one direction yeah, yeah. and then and that they... kind of wrapped up and then suddenly everything turned back to the main points right and they you had because they, they had to done. just like oh well, we got to get this done we can't be like right and they jokes. did a good job yeah. they, they they wrapped yeah. you know certain storylines up fairly nicely you know the whole big thing with the house and iraq and everything that i never expected a, a very thorough uh explanation that but i thought that panned out pretty well it was all about the comedy and the humor and the relationships and everything uh you know worked out pretty well uh they didn't really i I think tobias was kind of weak in in the last season because he was more intricate and complicated and quirky in the first two but he was kind of a one note joke in the in the last one Mm where they, they took out all the stuff about his acting and his, you know, weird qualities, and they just made it very... Every episode is just him being a closeted homosexual, and then that was, like, the only joke they could play. Mm. And it was very in-your-face, where before it was subtle and clever. Right. But still, uh, even though it was weaker, very well done. Yeah, yeah. It's- just weaker compared to the first and second season. Compared, exactly. Compared Still, to all the other you know, crap yeah. on TV, it's excellent. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so finish that off. Very glad I did. And I played a game. What? I played a game. What's I wrong a game. with you? But I, I, I want to talk about it, but I got to put it on the voice if I'm going to do it. I'm all sure right. I can do it this late. Let me get a sip. Duke Nukem? Oh, he's taking a sip. Sip of water. <clears throat> Bro Force. Oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I finally played that. That that game is awesome. Yeah, it's I fun. played straight through the whole thing. Oh wow. Um Yeah. Um amazed at how many different characters there were. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up, you know, a year or two ago, whatever it was. I was checking it out and I saw a bunch of the characters that were in there. And I had forgotten most of them. So every time you unlock a new character, which for anyone who doesn't know, they're all based off of like 80s and 90s action heroes. So like the main three you get at the beginning are Rambo, Commando, and uh, like B.A. Baracus. Right. 
So, you know, they're all, they, they all have their little quirks about them. The weapons are different. Some of them are faster. Some of them are slower. Some of them can jump higher. Uh, but it's just run and gun mixed with, I don't know, like, I, I kind of want to say like Terraria or something because you're constantly breaking through the ground yep. and digging around and yeah. climbing up stuff. And, you know, point A to point B, run, gun, shoot, kill, rescue other characters, hit flags for checkpoints, find ammunition, kill everything, get to the end, get to the chopper. Every single one, yeah. get to the chopper right. at the end of the level. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how many dozens of characters I've unlocked so far, but like even in the final the final boss battle, I was unlocking new characters during that, and I would get killed instantly, so I didn't even have a chance to use them. So yeah. it was like just so many. And I know that there's at least one more like that I'm aware of is in the game that I haven't unlocked, so I, I, I can't imagine what else is in there. So it was just fun as I was going through thinking like, oh, maybe this character is going to be there. Maybe this character. And then they show up. And then there's other ones that I never even thought of or, or movies I haven't seen. So I have to look them up. I'm like, oh, who are these? But it's totally fun. Great game. Yeah, it's a blast. I, this, I, 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 so you finished the whole the story, thing? I did. And nice. this was the storyline I wanted for Axiom Verge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Go stop the evil terror. Yeah, yeah the, the, the plot line to me, it, it just reminds me of... Um, the first half of Predator, you know, where they just go in the jungle and they just blow everything up and then, yeah, go, then that's it. They're done, you know, before the Predator yep. shows up. That's the whole yep. game right there. That's all you need. Yeah, it, it's presented nicely and they give you a good mix of enemies. They, they spice it up, you know. Yeah. A third of the way through and then two thirds of the way through, you get some uh, variety of enemies and everything. Uh, but yeah, just, I really like the way they have it where, you start the level with one life. So you're one character that's chosen at random. And then you have the option of rescuing other characters. Yeah. But when you do that, you automatically switch to the new character. But doing that um, stocks your life. Yeah. So like you, you gather one more life in reserve. But when you die, you're going to get a, another character that's completely different again. Uh, or you could try to go through it with the one character, but you only got one, one life, life then. Yeah. So I found myself constantly like, ooh, this is a character I really like. It's really strong, but uh, I know I'm probably going to die, so it's a good idea to get the other life. And, and of course, by rescuing them, you gradually unlock more characters and you have more to play with. But uh, basically, it forces you to play as all of them. Yeah. So you, you get a feel for them because obviously with you know, 20, 30, 40 characters, I don't know what it is, you know, you're going to choose your favorite and then ignore a lot of them. But yeah. this way, you get to see that oh, this character I wouldn't wouldn't have been my first choice, but is actually really good for yeah. for certain situations. Yeah, it's a fun. fun game. Yeah, it's a good real game. fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, cool. Um, after I played that though, I w because it's so heavy on the '80s and '90s action and the comedy, and I was I was totally into it. So I was looking up like Rambo clips, and I watched the first half of RoboCop again and I'm just like like totally into all this stuff. And just out of sheer coincidence I ran across this YouTube channel uh called Lego Lambs. Have you ever heard of that? No. No. Uh what they do is they take um movies from the 80s and 90s and they turn them into musicals. <laughs> so you can find Predator the musical, Terminator 2 the musical, 
uh, Rambo the Musical. Uh, if you want to see them all, you should go to their website. It's uh, johnandal.com, J-O-N-A-N-D-A-L.com. Okay. Because some of them have been um, taken off of YouTube due to copyright. Mm. But basically, they score an original uh, an original track, and then they sing a bunch of you know goofy songs with the voices of the characters from the film. And some of them are really, really funny. Like the Predator one had me rolling. Um, there's a really good one with uh, the Running Man and the Hunger Games. So what are, what are uh, they using? Are they using like, Legos? Are they Lego? No, 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 no. For some reason, that's the name of the channel. But okay. uh, they just take clips of the movie. Oh, okay. And then they, you know, they do like an original score that they that they've put together and mm. they sing over it. and they have some really like high quality singers mm. you know they they do the silly voices but they have some other like professionally trained singers in there so like it's really good quality like the editing and everything it, it's very well done and just when you're bored you know throw a couple of those on and you're going to be humming them for the next couple of days it's a good youtube rabbit hole to sink into for for a couple of days it's Highly entertaining. Cool. I will. The Beauty and the Beast one has a very memorable phrase in it. <laughs> I'm afraid to click on this because it's going to start making noise. Yeah, uh, it's worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. All right, we'll check anyway, out. Check those out. Check those out. Okay. Vox approved. Um. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. That's it. I think we're done. And then we're. I think we're gonna an hour wrap. half in. Yep. Good. Wrap it up. Usual time. Hey, you know what we have to start teasing though? What? Episode one hundred. Why? What are we doing? Because everybody wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't know. But everybody <laughs> wants wanted. to know. Because people love that number. People don't care. I have not heard one single mention of 100. They People not one, love that number. They not one person. Know. Not one person asking. What are you doing for episode 100? Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Yep. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're gonna storm the gates with questions about what's it gonna be. Yeah. And what, what are you gonna it? do? What's what's the special thing you got planned? We got nothing. Nothing planned. Mm. I think we. They I think we should do an episode of Retro Fandango for episode 100. And say, hey, mm. look, we made it to episode 100. They want to. They want that live stream. <sighs> they want the giveaways. They want. Giveaways. A, they want the reveal of the uh, retro Fandango merchandise. They're waiting for a big announcement. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no uh, merchandise. Yeah. What are you talking about? Are you starting? Are you starting a shop? Are you starting a Fandango <laughs> shop? <laughs> what? What are you announcing? Nothing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you uh, send us some uh, feedback on uh, Twitter, iTunes, wherever you wherever you listen to this show. You can uh, let us know what you think. Are we just Stitcher, skipping? Are we skipping the over thing? the car chase episode? Is it just like is it is it well, going to happen? That's routine now, right? We're always <laughs> skipping over that thing. At retro underscore fandango on Twitter. Uh, head over to the forums. If Kevin posts something, you can comment on it. Remember cartridgeclub.org, or Diego will post something, or maybe Dean, maybe Derek. Not me though. No, never Vox. I'll read the comments. 
I read them uh, just before we record. That's all people need. They I just, browse them. They just want your attention. I'm here. Your Nobody knowledge. ever tweets me or anything. I'm here. Well, that's because that's you're up at like 4 a.m. Yeah, well, those tweets stay there. Yeah. You know, I'll check them when I get to it. Yeah. Although I have been trying to uh, lessen my social media time. I uh, try to as well, but it, I'm not successful. Especially now that Mother Brain is on uh, Twitter. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. That's yeah. good. I, I got to go see. I, I need to consider if I'm going to follow. Oh, you need to follow because now her and uh, Duke have some uh, interactions on Twitter, and it's very, oh, very entertaining. In public. It's very entertaining. I'm not, not going to say. See, I, I was. I actually tried to block someone for the first time today. I was looking that up on, on what exactly it does. Who do you Who do you want to block? Oh, I don't know if I should mention. I, there's a big lizard on my window right now. Is it uh, Godzilla? Ah, uh, he's hanging upside down. That doesn't answer my no question. Spikes. No. No. Uh, maybe not. He's he's pretty big. He's probably. See, my fingers is like that big. Three inches? Yeah, but he's far away, so it's bigger. Are there, you got a lot of lizards there? Is that the thing? Oh, yeah. I got, yeah. This season, there's, there's a bunch of them. We got the, this, this is like one of the cute green ones, and then there's some other like slimy-looking ones. But mm. these are cute. I like them. If I see them in the house, I leave them alone because they eat all the bugs. Why did you need to block someone on Twitter? Uh, I don't need to. Why did you uh, want to? Why, why did you desire because, to? Uh, because I'm tired of seeing uh, alerts. It's not somebody that I follow, and it's not somebody I have a problem with. Like, there's no, uh, well, no hard fun. feelings towards any of this. That's no yeah, fun. it's not a fun thing. It's basically just uh, I don't need to constantly see other people retweeting this, and I'm constantly. Uh, there's a lot of images, and I just find the image unappealing. I'm distracted. Joe. So you're, you want to block Joe? Sick of seeing no, him with shirt off? No, it's not Joe. No? No, it's not Joe. I, w- I would never block Joe. All hmm. the lizard's going away now. Oh, well, I, I block a ton of... Like, when I ever, whenever I get those uh, promoted tweets, I block those right away. You hmm. know, like, you'll get a tweet from, I don't know, TD Bank or something like that. Promoted tweet. Just block TD Bank. I don't want to see... Hmm. I don't want your stupid promoted tweets. No. Well, it wasn't going to work anyway, because from what I read, when you block somebody, you don't get their initial tweet. But if somebody retweets it, you still see it. Mm, is that true? No. Does, I, I, I read through it. I didn't do it, so I don't know. But you can also uh, mute. Mute is a, is a great feature. Well, here, here's what I want. I want... For, I want to not see it even if somebody else retweets it. Like if somebody I follow retweets it, I still don't want to see it because it just clutters up my feed. That's something I'm not interested in. Hmm. Is it Melissa? You want to block Melissa? Hmm. Well, not, that's not the one I'm talking about. But. <laughs> Poor Melissa. She's her queen. That is true. I do have a couple of people that I'm really thinking of, but it might be too on the nose. So I, I think we better just let's just wrap no, this it, up. No, it's, so it's can... really not somebody I have a problem with. I think it is. I don't I have a problem with anybody, really. Oh, it's just do. something I'm not interested oh, in. Oh, I know who this person is now. I, I can it. say it, but it's like I don't want to be like, oh, you don't, you don't like that? 
don't like that. It's like this it's a good, yeah. It's like pooping in the punch bowl, you know. It's. <laughs> it, I don't. I don't want to cause a scene in the whole community. Oh, part. this would, It would cause a scene. This would cause I, a well, scene. This no, it wouldn't really cause a scene. scene. Pooping in the punch bowl is a scene. This is more just like a lot of like, oh, you. Really? So you, if it's that? if this got out, it would cause a scene. All right. Mm. All right. Are we done? I, is this it? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm done. All right. Did we say go to the forums? Yeah, we did. All right. Something like that, yeah. All right, let's say goodbye so I can I can really find out who this is. Okay, goodbye, right. everybody. Goodbye. I'm going to talk about one of you behind your back now. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs>